I mean, you are a competitor at heart. You're one of the most competitive people I've personally had the chance to meet. I'm sure kind of watching from the sidelines for the last year has been really, really tough on the headspace. <laughs> Take your time, man. It was a tough time for me. It was, it was super tough. I know I'm a super competitive person, but like I, was, I wasn't that person that they were putting me out to be. There was days where I just... I just didn't want to go because it was just like, I just thought like the world just hated me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another Bot Lobby podcast episode. I'm Goj. This is Katie. We missed you. We, we missed a week. We took a break. We took one week break, Katie, but we are back mm. and uh, really excited to, to get into it today. And as per usual, we have some amazing guests. But before we bring our guest on, can we just give the people an update? Katie, you were doing all kinds of crazy stuff this weekend. I've been everywhere. You were, you were, what is it, Genshin Impact? Is that what you were doing? Yes, uh, I was really excited. I've never worked with Genshin. Uh, I flew back up to my hometown, Seattle, to do an event with EFUSE, the first ever North American Genshin Impact tournament. Um, University of Nevada, Reno won. It was very wholesome. They were very, very excited about it. Uh, then my cat got out, and <laughs> that was a saga in and of itself. Sure. And, uh, uh, then got back home, did the Baka Bros Boktober Bash right. yesterday. Uh, congratulations, of course, to Methods, Nero, Parasite, and Destroy for getting it done in uh, the most fantastically outstanding manner I could have ever thought of. Losers round one, yeah. all the way to a bracket reset win in the grand final against Simpanabizi. Like, good for you. Very typical. Yeah, the tournament was a ton of fun to watch. We're going to talk a, a little bit more about those tourneys as well. Because the kickoff tourneys have been nuts already. And we have a lot more coming down the line. I think there's one yeah. tomorrow as well. 25K um, uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. So uh, speaking of some of those tournaments, we've got a competitor joining us today on the podcast as per usual. But this one is a bit different. Now, for those that are watching it live, they, they know who we're about to bring on. But for those that aren't, mm -hmm. maybe you're a audio listener one of the few uh leave a review it helps we are really <laughs> excited to have this guest on for a number of reasons but one of the main ones of course is that our competitor today was i called i just made up this term okay katie i don't think this really stuck you but do that a the, lot the verdansk vengeance was the name i gave him because <laughs> uh, really you know uh, made a name for himself in verdansk and was just destroying these tournaments specifically with the team that he was involved with uh, i i remember uh, you know I'll, I'll talk about this a bit more when he's actually on but I remember sitting in a hot tub with him at Champs two years ago talking Sorry, about is this, is this the okay rise to of... be put out on <laughs> yes. Twitch right yes, now? Yes, it is. Like, it's not like weird. We're just in a hot tub. It was the homies. Anyways, hot tubs are on Twitch. I'm look, just saying. I don't know what you guys got into, but I'm sure it was romantic. Okay. okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so we, we saw this kind of meteoric rise of this team, and then some catastrophic things happened, mm -hmm. and he was <laughs> unable to compete for the entirety of the last year. Um, we even did the, the entirety map. of the Caldera era. Yeah, it was like a, a year and a month. So uh, without further ado, you guys know who I'm talking about. He's back and he's back in competition, potentially even tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Let's bring in the guy himself, the guy we've been talking about, the guy that's been on top of a lot of people's minds right now. And I think a lot of competitors are scared that he's back. Clutch Belk himself. Clutch, my Welcome. guy. Welcome. Coach Katie, Welcome. thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. To, uh, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Super, I mean, super excited to talk today. Goj sent me that tweet and I immediately was like, we, we have to get Clutch on. We have to. Like, this is what better moment to talk with you about your story and from point A to point B than you finally getting to announce that you're back. 100%. I mean, we got a brand new COD. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it was the perfect time to go ahead and announce this. And I'm super excited for everything to come. 
Yeah, we, um, you know, I, we've kind of been watching behind the scenes and, and seen this kind of journey over the last, you know, year, two years or whatever you want to say. And, and like I was kind of saying in the intro, man, it's it's been kind of wild because I remember that like two years ago at Champs, uh, sitting there and, and talking about DBC. So we're going to get into the whole story, get your point of view on everything and also just hear kind of where you're at mentally and how excited you are, I'm sure, to compete. But before we do that, we do this on every podcast, uh, our rapid fire questions. OK, Let, let's talk through. Let's get warmed up a little bit on some of these questions these are all really simple straightforward questions uh just give us the first thing that comes to mind uh when we throw these out katie and i will go back and forth um let's let's start it off this is an easy this is a lob up who's your favorite person to stream or compete with favorite person to stream and compete with is definitely destroy <laughs> yeah sure me sure. and destroy <laughs> go a long way back i don't know if a lot of people know mm -hmm. this but mm -hmm. we met each other in 2016 black ops oh, wow. 3 we started playing together in black ops 3 of 2016 so we've known each other for a really long time and d's honestly become one of my best friends inside of gaming and outside of gaming. That's I like awesome. it. I like it. I was wondering, I was like, I assumed it was going to be like Z or D or something, but that makes a lot of sense. All right. Who was the first creator or competitor to give you an opportunity in the space? Give me an opportunity. Hmm. I think it was Royalize. Royalize is actually one of the people that brought me into streaming and got me into streaming uh, at the beginning of Verdansk. So I owe a lot to him as far as my streaming career. Uh, yeah, Royalize is a good dude. He actually, I actually got a chance to meet him at TwitchCon for like a half second um, when we were doing the Modern Warfare 2 showcase stuff. So that's that's really cool to hear. Uh, thinking back uh, over the last couple of years now, favorite streaming slash competitive moment you've ever had? Mm, that's a tough one. I would say, honestly, going back to like the the infam of infam events like the uh the tournaments back in the day the oh, yeah. kill races those are probably the most fun i've had in warzone as far as like metas just being really simple and just going out there having fun not having to worry about like vpns all that it yeah. was like the super early <laughs> stages like it, it was a super fun time all right do you have a favorite meta of all time favorite meta uh this one's uh Everyone, everyone knows this one. The Kilo MP5 for sure. Let's yes. go. Yes. <laughs> That's Kilo MP5. That's Katie's favorite because it had no yes. recoil and she could hit things. No, because uh, the Kilo was my a, baby. A second close would be this one. I might get some hate for this, but the Doof Doof. Sure. I enjoyed that. The little Doof Doof meta for sure. Yeah, a little, little Doof Doof inside <laughs> the buildings. Never hurt nobody. Uh, except so much mental anguish. Uh, okay. Favorite Warzone competitive format. Favorite competitive formats Ooh. honestly i really enjoy time kill races like i i suit i really, really i feel like i thrive in those in those type of environments huh. and i'm just able to go out there very very relaxed don't have to do much but just fry that's it just go out there and fry that's fair i i don't have we got someone who said a tkr before not no a 2v2 is usually no. what people say so tkrs i mean that's the og that's the og format so it's kind of mm -hmm. fair to be honest it, it's it, just really relaxed you just go, get out there and go have fun that's yeah. it you don't have to stress okay. anything just go fry yeah all right okay do you have a least favorite duo to compete against to compete against Oof. Mm, i would not really i mean everyone's everyone at the, at the top of the scene is pretty good I mean, it's everyone you play against is really, really tough. I mean, not really. Okay. okay. I respect that. 
Um, do you have any, oh, this is one of my favorite questions we've got. We got two or three more here, but, uh, do you have any game day rituals? Now I, I know you're a sports guy. I know you played football yeah. back in the day, so it might be different, but also give me a comparison if they are similar for, you know, when you were warming up for football, any pregame or game day rituals when you woke up and then also in, in the esports world. Um, as far as like game day rituals, um, sports and competitive I, I noticed the similarities and when i wake up in the morning i might my i got the butterflies going in the stomach and i'm ready to compete that day i'm super excited to compete and then um honestly i just put on probably my favorite songs that's yeah. about it and then just get ready go out there make sure i'm getting real warmed up before the tournament yeah and then um not not too many rituals that's cool all right final question if you had any dream brand that you could do a deal with right now who would that be dream brand funny funny you mentioned this because nadia actually asked this the other day so, uh we're in d me and d um dream brand that's a tough one honestly i would probably go with like like nike yeah nike or something mm -hmm. like that yeah yeah, yeah. That, that, that's been like, what, Katie, like 90% of our Nike, answers? Nike, Adidas are <laughs> yeah. like yeah. the vast majority, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. All right, well, hey, I, I appreciate you asking or answering those. Uh, they're always fun to kind of hear everybody's POV on meta in particular because, Katie, I think we have a different answer nearly every time. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a couple of returners. The MP5 always makes its way in. Um, the, the OG M4 as well, the no stock was one that's a favorite, Amax, all that good mm -hmm. stuff. So it's fun to have a bit of nostalgia, especially as we're closing out Warzone. And, and kind of speaking of closing out Warzone, uh proper let's let's talk about uh, the beginning i want to go back clutch because I, I think there's a lot we can talk about here and and i want to do it justice all the way through and that starts actually at the very beginning which yep. is the beginning of clutch belk in esports right this is this is you coming into call of duty you probably played a lot more call of duty than most realized when you pop started popping off in warzone so you can give us a little bit of history on your on your call of duty history but then let's start talking about those infam gauntlets and really how you kind of made a name for yourself so so run run it back when did you get started okay so i started um my first day of streaming was march 10th of 2020 that's when around the time for dance dropped yeah um at that time I'd say for a solid three to four months, I grinded the stream. I honestly, I probably didn't have one to two viewers. There'd be times where I streamed the whole time and not have anybody talk in my chat, which, uh, I mean, it was definitely a little bit rough, but that, I knew that's how you had to do it. You had to, you had to sit there and grind, grind super hard to, to get where I wanted to be. But, um, when I came into Verdansk, it was me, medicine and, uh, Royalize. And we, yep. we sat there, we sat there and played, you know, every night grinded as hard as we could and um my so my first opportunity in warzone came from mvs you, you guys know mvs yeah. plays mm -hmm. for the chiefs um he got me into like a charity he got me into a charity mutineer uh tournament so we ended up winning that tournament it was me mvs medicine and uh one of mvs's friends we ended up winning that charity tournament and i think the codcasters were uh who was the og caster Pucket, Pucket, Pucket oh, was one yeah. of the casters. Yeah. He was Love gassing Pucket. me up on stream, and then I ended up clipping that, putting it on Twitter. He got a little bit of got a little bit of gas on that, which was nice. And then um, the next tournament that brought me a lot of opportunities was the one of the phase tournaments. I played with uh, Nikon and Royalize. We ended up winning that tournament as well, and that one brought me a decent amount of opportunities. And then 
the first big creator that that showed me that gave me like my biggest opportunity was when i played with uh greek god x oh yeah so wow. me and greek god me, me and greek god played a tournament together i want to say it was like some sort of duos tournament some sort of duos tournament i ended up dropping i think 43 kills in a duos Jeez. match which was like Oof, okay like the, i think was the most at the time yeah and um and then we went on to play another tournament it was me greek and stellar where we played in i think a one hundred thousand dollar tournament and we ended up getting third place in that and mm -hmm. that that tournament right there not only brought me like sort of the, the beginning viewership it also brought me more like more opportunities into the space and then as far as infam the infam tournaments go uh the person that that brought us onto that was actually face blue face blue yeah. gave us that opportunity to run the first time with them so that was me phase blue royalizing medicine we ended up playing that gauntlet or uh yeah gauntlet and then um we ended up winning that one we actually won that that whole one which was a quads a quads one and then actually a month after that destroy hit me up he hit me up and was like look i want to get into Warzone." and i told i told blue i was like look destroy is super super good we go a long way back his kd at the time there was a kd cap for that yeah, tournament yeah and his kd's kd was like super super low and i was like look <laughs> we gotta get d on the team his kd is super low jeez and i love it so look we got him on the team and we ended up uh winning that one as well so we ended up going back to back on that and that kind of put us on the map and then uh I mean, the rest was kind of like history from yeah. there. Yeah, no, that's a great breakdown. And yeah. and the follow up on that, I think it was cool. I even saw some people in chat saying, oh, that's how I found Clutch Bell because you were going through mm -hmm. some of the yep. different. They, it's, it's cool to look back on history and say, like, I had so much grind happening between this event and this event. But it was those key events where I was able yep. to put on a show and actually perform when given the opportunity where my community started to grow and people started to know yep. who I am. Because what I was going to follow up with is I remember the Infam Gauntlets in particular. That was the first mm -hmm. time I'd seen your name before, and I it, the name wouldn't stick for some reason. Clutch Belk wouldn't stick, but uh, it was your football profile picture. You know the yep. OG one uh, that yeah. you used to have yeah, yeah. all the time. Yep. It was that profile picture coming up on every broadcast and every yep. tournament leaderboard, and it was it was Clutch Belk, and it was that pro football profile picture, and I'll never forget that because it was like, okay, who is this guy? He's on every single leaderboard. He's he's running <laughs> Infam Gauntlets. All of a sudden, he's starting to cook people. Where did he come from, right? And uh, it really was an iconic photo. So, so talk to me here um, because we're kind of still talking about your history. Where did Clutch Belk come from? Um, Clutch Belk. So the Belk in the Clutch Belk is actually my last name. Yep. And then the Clutch portion uh, has gone. I've ran the name Clutch and my, like my usernames for a super super long time. I'd say probably close to eight nine years wow. of me game of me gaming and call of duty whether it be actually well, it might be longer than that because i remember my um in middle school my uh my my call of duty name was clutch underscore rs and that stood for clutch clutch radar stars and i used to play like radar matches while i was in middle school and game battles just <laughs> nice just grinding with my team so yeah. i mean that, that name stuck for a, a really long time that's awesome i love it so you're you're climbing up the scene and you get destroyed into things. You guys are consistently playing. Your photo is splashed everywhere because that's what you're doing. You're making a splash in the scene, right? Um, when when did it become DBZ? When did the trio, if you will, really become solidified? Because throughout the Verdansk era, 
you guys were consistently one of the highest contending trios in any trio format event there was. So when did it go? It, it goes from clutch to clutch and destroy. And then when does Z-Laner come into this? I honestly don't have a good memory of when Z came into play. I know that uh, around the Halloween time, D, D was winning um, the Halloween tournaments. He won a tournament with Z. And then I think D ended up bringing me in for, I don't know what tournament it was. He brought me in for the tournament. Um, I'm sure we got top three. I mean, there was a lot of tournaments where we placed like top three in them. And then I'm, I mean, we just kind of grew a bond together. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't know the exact tournament or when it was, but we just started playing consistently. Uh, we seen that, you know, we were playing super good together. We weren't ever like, just completely tanking the tournament we were always cashing in every tournament that we played together so i mean if you're cashing i mean why not stick together there's no reason not to yeah 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 no i i i uh i like that a lot and that was kind of the general like outside view looking in it was like hey z and d played an event and then it was an obvious immediate pull for for you to join that trio um after you and d had been playing a ton so yeah. uh and the chemistry was there it's always been there you're mm -hmm. all three of y'all's vibes match so flawlessly um and going back to that hot tub comment that i was kind of laughing about that that's what you were saying right we were sitting in that yeah. hot tub of champs and you were like hey our, our vibes are immaculate we're we're going to the moon with this thing um yeah. And so to provide a bit of context for those at home, let's get in kind of the one of the main topics at hand. Um, you know, I want to I want to start with the the context that hey, you're back in competition, which we're mm -hmm. really excited about. Yep. But let's talk about the beginning on on you leaving competition for a while, right? Because um, you guys were on a meteoric rise, and uh, then this incident happened that all of us yep. know about here um, that are live, and maybe some people that that are listening at home don't. But um, you were in competition, things got heated. Um, ha I'd love for you to kind of take over from here and talk about. You don't have to really walk through every detail of yeah, that I don't scenario. Wanna, I don't really want to speak like too, like too, too vividly on it. Yeah, just yeah. Really, really lightly on it. Well, let's just say you know, incident happened. You know, words were exchanged mm. in the heat of the moment, right? And feel yeah. free to to correct me or anything that you'd like to say because mm. I want you to talk yeah. about this. But right after that, talk about like the the aftermath of that. That's that's I think where we could, we could spend some time on it. Okay. Um. So during this tournament. Uh, where everything went down uh it was a uh it was like a kind of like a community a community tournament so there was one one main captain and then uh they would pick a couple people from your community um so i ended up getting one of my uh my, one of my vips was on my team and then the other player on my team actually wasn't a part of my community um and in this tournament i think first place was I'm pretty sure it was like 15,000 for the for the yeah. captain if you won so during one of these games we dropped i'm talking an absolute bomb in one of the custom games, I think we had like 30 to 40 points, which would have put us in first by a large amount. Yeah. Large amount. We would have won the tournament 100%. Uh, but unfortunately, one of my, the teammate that wasn't, you know, a part of my community, I, I don't know his name, but um, he, he had on a Milsim skin. So at the time, Milsim was banned. Um, I think he honestly had like one or two kills. So it didn't like really make yeah. much of a difference at all. Just one of those scenarios that didn't make a difference. And, um, you know, everybody in the Discord wanted, you know, us to lose our points. I tried to preach that, look, just take his points away. He didn't, you know, it didn't really make too much of a difference, but they ended up taking all of our points away. And during the situation, you know, me being as competitive I was, as I was, and then back then, you know, with, I mean, I obviously, back then I was definitely a little bit, a little bit toxic for sure. Um, back then I, I got heated off that, super, super heated. 
I was definitely like really, really frustrated because I knew I just lost out on a, a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. 15,000 is a lot of money. So, um, um, I had some people from my chat, uh, I had, I had told people in my chat that, uh, somebody in Discord was like, they were like saying stuff, like just trying to get our, just like pressing the issue to get our points removed, pressing the issue. And, um, we all know who we're talking about here. Some people from my chat ended up going over, just like talking a bunch of bunch, bunch of bunch of nonsense, and that ended up killing this person in game as well. And that's where it all kind of started. Yeah. So I ended up killing this person. I said some remarks that definitely didn't need to be said, and you know we we've got we all got settled on that. Mm -hmm. But um, said my remarks, and people from my chat kept going over there, and. You know, it kind of went from the kind of, that's how everything kind of kind of happened yeah well it, i appreciate you walking through that and you didn't have yeah, to yeah. But, but it does provide context for everybody at home yeah, yeah. and and i think the the next step in this was the aftermath right so all of this has happened time passes um and walk i'm, I'm gonna kind of walk through this in like three phases almost there's the, there's yeah. the first phase which is post event uh kind of shit's hitting the wall uh you know people are going crazy on the timeline as they usually oh, it do was, I, I was talk, honestly talk about that mentality so when that happened i was actually i had my um my vlog man was actually at my crib and i had a couple of my my i invited some of the people from my stream over to you know they flew out they ended up flying out came to my apartment uh to watch the tournament uh he was they were there with the camera so they recorded that tournament and then i was actually out at the out of the bars that night I was out at the bars. I look at my phone. I peep, I take a peek at my phone and I'm like, dude, what is going on right now? Yeah. Everything on Twitter. I'm talking every single tweet was literally about what was going on with me. And I was just like, oh, man. At the time, I didn't know what my consequences would be. Honestly, I had no clue. I've never been involved in any sort of thing like this. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was... Yeah, it was it was a tough time for sure. <laughs> Definitely a tough and, uh, time. Just to see everything not, just not get too much sweeped fun. out of my feet. Everything just got sweeped out. I didn't. I wasn't able to get you know too too much information as to any sort of timeline at all. Well, I actually really i I would love to follow up on that because that was my next question. After everything happened, were you explicitly told? that you were not allowed to compete or did you find this out by virtue of trying to compete in things and continually being denied until you just realized yeah, so what was, I was going on? I was continually denied. I never was told like any sort of reason. At, so no at one all. formally was like, Hey, the only, can't compete. the only, the only, um, tournament provider that, that told me that was uh boom TV. Okay. Beam TV told me that, that they were, you know, unable to let me compete. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I've just, I was never told anything. And that's all I, all that's early, all that I wanted was just information as to, you know, sort of like, this is why, just break it down for me, maybe sit in a call with me, just let me know, like everything like that. And I was, you know, never given that communication. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that can be and is incredibly stressful i imagine right you've had this rise you are doing so well you're one of the best trios around and then an incident happens and suddenly you're left in limbo of what your future is going to look like we saw a lot of tweets from you throughout the time reiterating how 
much you missed competition, how deeply mm. you valued it, um, and how much you wanted to be there. But eventually it gets to the point, there is an, an apology. And, and later yeah. on, that leads into a resolution um, between you guys that does occur. So talk through that, because this entire time frame from inception September of 2021 to today, um, obviously the very, well, at the time when you tweeted the very, very end of October was about a year and a month yep. of all of this happening. So talk to me about uh, apology, kind of resolution, the dynamic there. How was that? So this was honestly, I, this could have been resolved way, way sooner. It could have been handled completely different. We can all say the situation could have been handled differently, but I mean, we all learn from things like this in life and we can't, we're not always going to do the exact right thing every single time in life. So, you know, it took me a while. My ego was completely just out of this world. And, <laughs> um, you know, I didn't apologize right away. And that's a mistake that I, I dwell on and I, I should have, um, Sorry, what was, what was, is you, what do you mean to so explain? Talk about, so you, so you said, um, there's, there's that apology, right? Yeah, talk yeah. to us about that okay. time yeah, frame, yeah, yeah. the apology. And then as, I wanna, as you two worked toward kind of that resolution. Yep. Okay. So I want to say it was March. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure that the, the month of when it was, when I, uh, I talked to Swisham privately in the, um, DMS. Um, but so I, I, I went into the DMS with her, uh, you know, I, I broke everything down. I, I apologize to her. Um, so after I apologized, you know, I was hoping that, you know, maybe they'll be like, okay, um, they've resolved the issue. Uh, the, we know we'll give them a second chance. And, you know, that's not obviously not how things went, which is fine. I mean, I'm not going to get everything that I want in life. Um, and then coming into... You know, I, I missed out on the World Series of Warzone that, that had just came. Mm -hmm. I missed out on that. And actually, you know, Swisham was one of the people that, that, that DM'd me and was like, what I, what can I do to help you? Mm. You know, I want to see you back oh. competing. Um, what is there, if there's anything that I can do, I'll do anything I can to, you know, get you back to, to competing. So I, I appreciate Swisham a lot for that. It, it, she, she did not have to do that at all. So, I mean, major props to her for, you yeah. know, reaching out to me and helping me try to get back into the scene. Well, and, and to that point, almost you know a year later she she puts out that twit longer and mm. it's i it's what i hope we can see more people get to than we do because when it comes to to twitter heat of the moment whether it's you know tournaments or otherwise to see you guys have this resolution where she's saying i believe everyone deserves a second chance i hope to see you compete again you know we're we're good and you should be back where you thrive, which is competing. It felt like from at least my eyes, and I think the eyes of a lot of people in the community, uh, awesome. This is it. He hopefully will be back sooner than later, but it's still, it's still no time. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, you know, with, with second chances in life, I think that they, they're super essential. Like, you're not... If you don't, if you're, if you're not getting these second chances to prove that, you know, you've learned something from your experience, I don't think that you'll grow as a person at all. I don't, uh, I think that people, you know, in certain situations, you deserve a second chance to prove that, you know, you've done your time um, and that you deserve a chance to show that you've grown from, from what happened. And I think that, 
I've grown from what happened. I think I've became a better person for what happened. And I'm, 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 I've learned from this experience completely. And I'm, I'm kind of in a way a little bit blessed for what happened. Cause it kind of, it kind of dropped my ego a little bit. It, it dropped wow. it and, and kind of, it kind of humbled me. It definitely humbled me. Uh, uh, a, that's very mature answer. And I, I'm, I'm impressed and probably more mature than I am. man. that's, uh, it's, it's cool to hear you kind of talk about this now after the fact. And I really appreciate you kind of walking back through all of this again. Mm -hmm. I know it's been a, a tough year. I mean, you are a competitor at heart. You're one of the most competitive people I've personally had the chance to meet. And, uh, I'm sure kind of watching from the silence for the last year has been really, really tough on the headspace. Um, yeah, it's been, talk, it's, yeah, it's definitely it. been, a, it's definitely been a tough year. There's honestly times where I thought about quitting and just trying to get a real job. I'm trying not to get emotional here, but it's been a rough year. I'm not yeah. going to lie. It's been definitely yeah. been a rough year, but, yeah. um, yeah, there's times where I, I thought about quitting and I would thought about getting a real job. Um, but I look back on it and I'm like, if I just stick this out, you know, I'll make it. I just gotta, I just, I just gotta stick it out. And I, I think that I can come out on top and become the person that I want to be. And I actually, I, I want to think it was about a month or two ago. I actually started door dashing just to like try to try to build up some sort of like income because <laughs> take your time, man. situation has completely broken me because <laughs> i try to give my all in <laughs> i know i'm a super competitive person but like i was i wasn't that person that they were putting me out to be mm. like i don't want to sit here and cry and just look like you know what i mean but it was it was a tough time for me it was it was super tough mm. there was there was days where i just I just didn't want to go because it was just like, I just thought like the world just hated me and that I knew that, that if I pushed through, I would just become a better person for it. Mm. And with the help of my girlfriend, you know, she helped me out so much with just sitting me down, talking to me whenever I needed to. My family helped me out so much for the situation as well. And it's just <laughs> to be able to get that news two days ago was just It was like God just gave me my gift back to just be able to do what I love to do. And yeah. that's just compete. I'm just a competitor. And I just... It's just like a, a, like a brick was just lifted off of my back. Like just a hu huge boulder was lifted off my back. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful for it. I'm so, so, so grateful. Yeah, man. And I know I, I was looking at the responses that tweet. You have so much love in chat right now of people who wanted to see you back and and you are back and i'd see destroy is there uh is there in chat i um no one's perfect and i, I from very personal experience i i know what that kind of ugly awful pain is like and to hold that for a long time so i'm glad you got a light at the end of the tunnel and that you're here and that you can compete again i know you got a ton of supporters but you know, the journey, the journey is not always a fun one, but you're getting not, back to it, where you believed you could be. One, but I just, like I said, I'm just so grateful to be able to, you know, get back to hopefully doing what, doing what I've always loved to do. So I'll yeah. stop crying now. Oh, I'm you're good. good I get it you're out. Good. I'm good. You're I'm good. good. I'm good. You never get to apologize uh, for <laughs> crying, man. I, I, and I will say too, just to, to give you a second to breathe the, uh, 
community sentiment um you know majority of the community sentiment at the beginning was really really rough like you were talking about yeah. and, and it was like this hey um uh, they're not they're making me out to be somebody i'm not and even the people that were um you know a part of the situation were saying a lot of the same right it was like this was a bad situation let's let's be very straightforward obviously it was yeah. rough but um it was it was overblown uh, to some degree from the community sentiment because that's what happens on the internet right um but the good news is that coming back around for the most part uh has been very positive and, and really excited to see the mm -hmm. community rally around you and i think um too like we talked about this on the podcast last time even the conversation came up which was a while ago it was like man we want clutch back we want to see him competing again as well and it's it is like hey you uh you are a competitor at heart and this is what you've been wanting to do for a long time and you made it and you got you know shut down for a long time but you're finally finally back and that the kind of release that you're feeling i'm sure has got to be amazing um and, and i want to like let's let's lighten up the mood a little bit here clutch I, yeah. we, we got we got the people I'm not, good. no 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 i'm down to, to cry the entire time that's not what i'm saying i'm, I'm just good. saying there's a funny comment and a funny uh you know thing going on now that's funny now you've got you've got an emote that is a part of your community which is the free belt yeah, yeah. right this was kind of a, a sort of movement for your community for a long time it became kind of like almost a meme at, at one point and you've got your emote with you at the kind of like the the bars the jail cell bars yeah, yeah. uh you, you guys made it into a shirt or something too is that right yeah dad made it into a shirt he sent it to me and was like here just start wearing this <laughs> Dude, that is awesome we got that's, a shirt right that's here, so. so that's so great i'll rock this out every now and then yeah you gotta rock you that gotta, wait, is, is there is there gonna be uh like the the next evolution of that emote now that you're free <laughs> Yeah, well, I think we'll uh, we'll we'll break the bars up a little bit and we'll sure. have a Belkis free emote. There we go. I like that Belkis free emote. You can, you can wear that on some turdies coming up. Um, yeah. Well, you know, speaking of turdies coming up, you're back. You have this news. It, mm -hmm. Was there a, some sort of official document coming to you saying, "Hey, you're back. Everything's locked um, and loaded." Like, how did that process work? I don't know what you can talk about. To be fair, yeah. But um, whatever you sure. can tell us, like, uh, it, um, it happened the last couple of days. So so let us in a little bit. Oh, on my disc. Um, my discord actually during i actually didn't tell you tell you guys this part i don't think a lot of people know this but um during the world series of uh after i wasn't able to compete in the world series of warzone this is actually what gave the people over at activision um sort of like a breakthrough in my situation they they you know released the news that i wasn't able to compete um and my response to me not being able to com compete uh sort of opened up you know their eyes uh okay he is changing he, my response as far as twitter of when, oh, I, sure. when i tweeted mature it was respectful and it was hopeful yep. i remember that response so so when i talked to i'm not sure the name but i talked to him about the situation and he uh you know broke down for me he was like look when mw2 comes you know you'll probably be good to go uh just keep doing what you're doing and we had a we had a long conversation. Not going to get into too much detail yeah. about that conversation, but we had a long a long conversation about everything. And um, I actually uh, messaged him on Discord the other day because you know I wanted to see uh, you know it's M okay MW2's around. Let me see like what's going on. What I, what is it? What, am I going to be good to go? So I'm you know I messaged him. I actually be good to talk about this i said you know i said what's what's going on hey what's going on i wanted to check base and see if i would be able to play in the upcoming upcoming tournaments i talked to uh z laner and he would love to have me on his team for the upcoming mutineers tournament on november 2nd with the new call of duty out i'd love to show the community my growth and be a part of some of the awesome events 
Uh, he then messaged me back and said, yeah, you're good. We aren't sponsoring the Mutineers, so that is their call at the end of the day. But for Activision-sponsored stuff, you are good to go. Wow. What what wow. did that moment feel like when you read that response? Uh, instant smile to my face. And I was actually in the call with D and uh, Z at the time, and I, I told them, and they were super excited. And I instantly just felt like, you know, Boulder was just lifted off of my shoulders. Yeah. You know, it's been it's been a super, like, super rough year. And... Uh, and it just it just feels good to you know be able to get some opportunities going again and just show what i got yeah like, i'm super excited I'm... i can't wait we got a lot of big plans for dbz you know during the first uh week of warzone when that drops so around the 15th we're all going to be heading out to uh the hex quarters in texas and we're all going to be playing Ooh, together there for, yeah. for about a week okay stra- for about a week straight we're going to be playing there uh to be side by side with the, all of them you know playing tournaments whatever it is it's going to be gonna be a really good time Dude, okay. He's got a lot in store. Perfect transition point. This is where I wanted to go next. We've talked about everything, and and now we're here. We've got the message. You've been sent it. You're you're in the clear. You're good to go. Um, Of course, tournament organizers can decide whatever they want, but anything Activision, you're in. And so with that in mind, DBZ in mind, everybody back, uh, give us the upcoming plans. You're going to the Hex Quarters in a couple weeks. Are you playing in some of these kickoff tournaments coming up? Like, where are you kind of falling into all these events? the tournament tomorrow um i'll be playing i should be playing in that we got to get confirmation because destroy is uh actually going to be switching teams to play with the tournament that he won yesterday yesterday with i think it was methods nero and parasite so he's gonna be yeah. switching mm-hmm. teams and he uh z just needed to get confirmation so for tomorrow's tournament uh is the florida mutineers twenty five thousand dollar s and d tournament it's gonna be me or it should be me z laner uh scrappy and in uh kleenex 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 yeah. from uh, ultra so that's that's you know that's tomorrow so that'll be our first good team. Turn- that'll be our first big tournament back in a really long time so yeah i'm looking super excited to, super forward to that so we'll see. wait okay Th- this goes back to our ritual question earlier on you talked about some of those songs is there is there any specific song you got in mind that you're gonna be playing tomorrow um, before this tournament starts a lot of you guys probably don't know if the, i'd listen to a lot of like hip-hop music also i do want to say rest in peace to take off uh he, well, he was killed last yeah. night um you know a couple of amigos are actually i'm actually good friends with a couple of amigos quavo and uh, offset so i was mm. i know that they're going through a tough time prayers to their family and prayers to all, all of them um but uh, as far as ritual song I'm, i've been listening to rilo rodriguez a lot you a lot of people probably don't know who that is but you know, he's got some super good songs, super chill vibes, and just get me calm before the tournament. Okay, so that's interesting. Uh, you've got a big tournament tomorrow, first tournament, and you're going for the calm vibe. Is it just like a mental focus type thing rather than the like crazy metal hype up yeah, gym hype music? Up. <laughs> I mean, I'll do the hype music every now and then, but as far as like, I just listen to real just calm like hip-hop music just to get me going and then once we get into like the actual game so say like we go in we win first map oh the hype music is gonna be there we're yeah, gonna be listening yeah. to, we're gonna be listening to everything for sure cool i i love that well excited about the tournament tomorrow that's a fantastic team excited to watch that one uh and then your upcoming events with with upcoming war zones gonna be amazing I, I, the the hex quarters deal is that something that you guys have been planning for a long time or is that like uh okay we're 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 doing this for Warzone two and we're just gonna like mob out and vibe or is there like a strict like content plan like what, break that down a little bit more if you so can. this plan has actually been in place for a couple months um we were actually supposed to play there during the world series of Warzone. uh oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then i found out kind of last minute that i wasn't allowed to play so we were gonna actually play you know the world series of Warzone out there 
And um, so we've been talking about going out there for the Warzone 2 drop for about three to four months now. So we've been we've been planning it pretty good, pretty thoroughly. And uh, I know Z also talked about just trying to, uh, you know, be together as much as possible for the bigger tournaments at all times. So say we have, uh, you know, the $50,000 tournament, $100,000 tournament. He wants to try to be together as much as possible throughout the whole entirety of Warzone 2. And I know we got, what, two years? I think two years of it. So we'll have two years yeah. of uh, this Call of Duty. And I just, I got some, we got some really high hopes for DBZ for sure. Heck well, yeah. it, it, obviously a situation like that is never great no matter when it happens. But it did really feel like it left us with a question mark almost on the DBZ legacy of if mm -hmm. we were going to get it again because of how incredibly competitive you guys were against the best of the best, you know, Tommy Almanoobs and any other of those set trios. And now it feels like it's kind of that next chapter. We get to continue it um, after the Caldera era, moving on to Warzone 2. I, I haven't heard a lot of teams say a similar sentiment, Goj, of we want to physically be in person with each other as we play these tournaments. And I really like that you guys have made that decision. Um, I'm curious to see if it does play out and you do consistently do that, um, what impact it has on other teams, your performance. I'm just curious to know, I'm sure the content will be great, but um, you guys sound like you're prepared to hit the ground running. Yeah, we're definitely prepared. Um, I also want to say another thing, you know, I think that DBZ as a team and us not being able to play, you know, us three together for the past year, I think that we are hitting on all cylinders. I mean, we're we're super, super good friends now, like super, super good friends. And uh, I think, I, like I said, we're hitting on all cylinders and I think that we're just, we're so dialed in and so locked in and just so ready for this next war zone that I, I just, I just so, I'm just so excited for it. Yeah, you can feel the energy and pick it yep. up for sure. And I think there, you guys will have a sense of urgency and a sense of hunger yep. as a trio more than probably mm -hmm. most. Uh, I'm really excited to see you guys compete. So uh, super, super cool story. And I really appreciate you kind of walking through everything again. Uh, it means yep. a lot that you'd be that vulnerable uh, on the broadcast and um, talking about uh, the hardships because I know a lot of other people uh, like close to me that have gone through like similar yeah, things. Yeah. And it, it can be a, I mean, a really everybody hard goes thing. Through, everybody goes through tough things in life and it's it's okay you know, as a, as a male figure to, to cry sometimes, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no, no, nothing wrong with letting out your emotions. So I don't want people at home to think that, you know, oh, look at Clutch Buck, he's crying. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. It's okay. Sometimes you just need to let it all out and, and you'll feel a thousand times better. And if you haven't done it already, I mean, maybe mm -hmm. you need to go try, try it out and see it. Tell me how you feel, but there's nothing wrong with that. Don't be afraid to let your emotions out. And I yeah. like that. I That's thank you guys for letting me on here and let me tell my story. Yeah, of man. course. Thanks for coming on. I mean, again, just to re echo what Goj said, it's it's not fun to talk about things like that. It's hard and it's emotional and it drags up a lot of those ugly feelings. And so just really thank you um, for having the courage to come on and, and talk about it when you could just say no, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm not interested. And um so so really kudos to you for that but I, I think we all are collectively just extremely excited to see what you guys do but on that note i'm this is a question that we ask a lot of people pretty much everyone who comes on the podcast and i'm curious to know what your answer is be i have a feeling it might be a little bit different uh do you, do you have any tips 
for upcoming competitors, upcoming people in the scene who are trying to make a name for themselves? Upcoming competitors. Um, uh, I would just, for any upcoming competitors, I know that it may, it might seem like, okay, there's a lot of people already at the top. I don't, it doesn't look like there's a lot of opportunity for me to compete. Um, but that, I mean, that's not true. You just got to stick your, stick your head down and just grind as hard as you can. And when you, and when you get that singular opportunity, I know a lot of people in the scene that are up and coming, they've definitely got an opportunity at least one time to, to showcase their ability. And, and when you get that opportunity, you just need to make sure that you take full advantage of that opportunity and whatever it is, just try, you know, your hardest in that. And it really, I mean, as far as getting into the scene and, you know, getting those invites and all of that, I mean, you just, it's a grind. It's not going to happen overnight. You have to sit there and grind your ass off and put out the content. It's not about just, you know, streaming. I am obviously kind of lacking on this right now, but as far as content related, but it's not about just sitting there and streaming for, you know, 16 hours on end, 18 hours on end. That's not going to get the job done. You got to put it out. You got to put your content out on social media. You know, TikTok's a really good platform right now for, for people to, uh, to grow on. So, you I mean, you got to expand. It's all about the expansion. I did want to mention this, um, when Warzone 2 drops, I'm going to be actually streaming on four platforms at the same time. I'm going to be streaming on YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, and Facebook all at the same time. And I'm just going to try to take this expansion to the next level. Okay. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Wow. Well, that, that was right. perfect follow-up because my, my last and final question to end it off was, hey, what's next uh, for Clutch? Any content plans, you know, streaming? So you're streaming to four different platforms yep. coming into Warzone 2, and you're just going to go as, as heavy into it as you possibly can. That's, that's kind of what's I'm going next. full force into it. I'm just going to lay everything on the line and let the marbles lay where they lay heck yeah i love Not that for it. me man i uh appreciate you coming on any any final thoughts anything we didn't get to that you wanted to, to be said with your story and uh as we kind of like open and close multiple chapters in your streaming career uh anything we missed uh i think we touched on everything i think we i think we touched on everything heck yeah well thank you for coming on uh excited for the future and uh good to have you back good thank luck tomorrow thank you guys so much i appreciate the opportunity to go on here and that's how my story and bless up yo dbz to the moon baby <laughs> dbz to the moon <laughs> love it, I love it. all right clutch we'll, <laughs> we'll see you around for sure all right guys have a good one thank you oh katie that was Look, no one told me I was gonna be getting misty. Ooh, yeah, we both today. All right, we both were. Shout out to to DBZ, of Ooh. course. We saw yeah. uh, parts of DBZ in the chat, and then also shout out to the the DBZ community, uh, Clutch's community in particular, oh, came yeah. out in hordes today. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to you guys a ton for for throwing all those uh, free Belkin notes in the chat and etc. Uh, if you guys were watching it live, it was uh, it was a fun experience. Honestly, an experience is a good way to put it, Katie. Yes. We had a. Uh, uh probably one of the best experiences of a podcast we've had in, in a very very long time just the vulnerability the willingness to be that vulnerable on a public platform like this is um really does show the maturity um that he has and whether that's a, a grown maturity or a shown maturity now um very very impressive um conversation oh, it, extremely impressive and i think especially to it i i, I said courageous specifically because it's it's not like I haven't said my opinion on things before, right? <laughs> and it, it's he's been barraged by people. And what I mean by that is that 
we always, no matter who we have on, Shifty, anyone, could be anyone we have on the podcast, we always want it to be a platform where you feel like you can tell your story and it's it's going to be an environment you can do so in. And it's takes it takes courage to say, oh, I'm going to go on this podcast and I'm going to talk with these people. I don't know what they're yeah, going to sure. say, what they're going to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. And uh, I just, it was, it was uh, really, really impressive from him. So thank you again to Clutch for coming on. Um, but I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And um, I, whew, it was, it was a lot, but I, I loved what he had to say about um, emotions. Not that it has yeah. anything to do with Warzone, but I think uh, total weird side mini tangent, like we Western culture, when does it tell men that they can, be emotionally vulnerable, right? When does it tell him it's okay to cry? It's okay to be upset. It doesn't. It doesn't. So I actually really, really loved that um, that he said that and he was willing to be vulnerable in that way because it is normal and it, it is all right. Yeah, I uh, as a as a male, I cry all the time. Let's be very frank. And you cry any, every look any, every time before we go live. He starts crying sure. after coffee. I'd like say it's the whole. Time. Uh, I, I talk to my wife about this all the time. She's like, she she's always like, you don't have to apologize for crying. And I'm like, yeah, I don't even know why I'm crying half the time. I just am crying because we got to get all those emotions out. But uh, now, overall, fantastic episode, and I think like a good, almost really a place to end. We can we'll, we'll kind of close the podcast out with a little bit more here. Um, we don't have kind of some of our normal segments because we really wanted to make sure his story and only his story was told whether that's two hours or or 45 minutes and um really enjoyed it but I, and i think like one of the other things too that is worth kind of finishing with here anytime we have people on the podcast katie you said it you said it well uh, we want them to come on and be able to tell their story we also are going to call people out on their bs because we want the truth to be told too and I was just sitting there the entire podcast, just going like this, like my head, if you, for audio listeners, just head nodding because there wasn't ever a time where we needed to call out, well, that's not actually, you know, what was going on or, or like, because everybody that's involved has been a part of the apology process and the resolution process, um, albeit it took a while and he admitted that they, they got there, right? And it came to a point where all of our boxes that are, are need to be checked have been checked. And then it's just a waiting game, right? Um, and he graciously walked through all of that and admitted fault along the way. Um, and that's not even necessarily what we were looking for. We weren't looking for some admission. He's already done that. It was more so, hey, what's your story? So it, it was cool. And, and I hope that was a, um, that other people that are interested in coming on the pod and, and people that we've been talking about see that like, hey, we're, we are not here to attack you. It is more so we want to give you a platform to tell your story on an evergreen type content scale. And that's what we're trying to do with this podcast going into Warzone 2. So I appreciated him for uh, the content and, and also um, just the story. Uh, yeah, lot. willing to be humble, willing to be vulnerable about it. Um, and that's that's when you get the best moments and the best stories where they really, really shine is moments like what we got out of Clutch. You know, it wasn't rehearsed. It wasn't um, pre-prepped for how he was going to go yeah. about it. It was just raw and it was authentic. And I think that's when things are best. But uh, I know I know that uh, we got we got a couple other things going on. Goja uh, MW2, obviously the the full launch is here. The game's in full swing, and uh, the race is on, if you will. Yeah, the race that takes place at the start of every Call of Duty. Yeah, and this is uh, Shitter's Digest. Usually about drama. We're gonna, there's not really drama going on. And, and to finish off the podcast, we got to talk about Modern Warfare 2. We got to at least mention it. We talked about the kickoff tournaments. We skipped last week. The game is out, Katie, and people have been grinding it like crazy. Right? Uh, some more than 
others. And I, I know a lot of our friends have been grinding the game to get their gold camos for Warzone, etc. But there's two people in particular at the very top of that race. Um, a, there is Reed Boy. Now, if you don't know who Reed Boy is, for those at home, he is a console-only player, one of the only console competitors that has made waves in the scene as well. Um, you know, usually, like, he's a couple hundred viewer Andy. He's, you know, he's streaming to a good number of people, but... Couple viewer Andy. <laughs> but, couple hundred viewer Andy, to be fair. But, recently, during this camel grind, everybody knew that he was going to be hitting it like crazy. Because he always does. Uh, he's got, like, these nicknames, like, Stinky. He, like, doesn't shower. I don't know. It's this whole thing. He just only plays the game over and over and over again. Did the same for Vanguard. But... With this, uh, Modern Warfare 2, he has been going beyond, above and beyond anything he's ever done. He has nonstop streamed since the game came out, including the times that he has been sleeping, which is honestly far and few between. And he already, and the time of this recording is November 1st at like 3 p.m. Central Time, already has all of the guns gold in the entire game and about half of the guns platinum already, which is crazy. Uh, so... Uh, Pretty, pretty wild. I think the podcast is the command there, Katie. I know you're kind of struggling. The podcast, I'm struggling. I'm struggling hard right now. Buffalo. Look, I'm in, I'm in hell right now in Twitch chat because I'm an old lady and I don't remember commands. Sure there we go. Podcast. There we go. There's the podcast for anyone who's looking for the YouTube on. <laughs> there we go. Amazing. All right. I love uh, that. Don't mind me. Look, Anyways, I'm not bad. No, you're good. All gold, all uh, half of the platinum guns already. But the funny thing about this, and he's got like, now he's not a hundred viewer Andy. He's like a couple thousand viewer Andy at all times. He had like 900 people watching him just sleep and he'd be in sleep for seven hours. Uh, you're stupid, um, which is the longest he slept ever. But on the other side, uh, we've got a symphony. Now, symphony has been doing a lot of the same. He's been grinding like crazy. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, this is like one of the biggest streamers in the Call of Duty space versus Reed Boy. And it's been really cool to see this kind of race. Reed Boy basically was like not going to allow him to get back into the competition because he's streaming for 24 plus hours straight. Um, but it was actually pretty close. Symphony also has all of his guns gold as of this morning, I believe, um, with one or two guns plot already. So he wasn't far behind. Symphony has been really putting in the grind. But what's kind of interesting to compare between these two, Katie, is that Reed Boy was a couple hundred viewer Andy, now is streaming to like thousands during this grind. Symphony was like a ten to 15,000 viewer Andy, and now he's he's not even Andy. He's Chad. He's sitting at like 35K viewers at all times. It's crazy. Like, do dude you, has do been Do you come up farming. with these on the spot? Do, uh, you, do you just come up with them? Or do you have like a Rolodex? Some of, some of them are Twitch colloquialism. Some of them are, are made up by okay. me. But Okay, I just want to check been pretty crazy to see the kind of success and specifically like they a lot of these people reboy in particular did this during vanguard but not to the same success that they've had in modern warfare 2 and that even goes back to some of the other news we've seen on the timeline which is hey this is the best-selling call of duty since like 2011 i think the best-selling call of duty of all time uh, like 800 million or something uh or like overall spent or revenue i don't know what the number means but doesn't matter it's so popular because of the namesake probably and how much hype's been around it that everybody's watching, everybody's playing. This is a, a really good time, almost feels like a resurgence of popularity around multiplayer and this kind of camo grind, which is really interesting to see in today's kind of day and age of content. Yeah, no, I uh, I completely agree. I don't know, I, I think stuff like that, it, it always happens, you always get those uh, initial grinds. I'll be very curious to see how the race finishes. Um, Reed Boy seems to have a scary level of dedication here. I've never been one of the crazy camo grinders, but it is always fun to watch 
the way that those camo grinds whip up even more excitement within the community. Um, of course, all the other people trying to do the same thing. Um, I'll, I'll be curious in an extension of this and a little bit more down the line, but I can't wait to see uh, those initial opening metas that we're going to get in Warzone. I'm very excited because you, you're not always going to translate what is good in multiplayer is good in Warzone. That's not usually how that works. So I'm very interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the fun conversation we're having about kickoff tournaments too, right? Is mm -hmm. like all these kickoff tournaments, $25,000 here, $30,000 there. Uh, you just did the Boktober Bash. Like all these players were running similar type weapons and everybody's looking at the CDL players as like the gods on the meta. It's like, no, they just found a gun that they really like and can do well with. And they're just going to use it until somebody finds what the quote unquote actual meta is if it is right. one singular weapon. So for those at home asking what the meta is for Modern Warfare 2, there's a ton of videos about it, but I'll tell you the short of it. The Yaznev 4K or whatever it's called, that gun is the mo probably most popular weapon right now uh, amongst all the CDL players in the um, in the kickoff rounds. Some people like the 74U a bit better. It's fantastic mm -hmm. as well. Some people like Gorgo Knight are running in the finals with a gold M4 with a no stock. I mean, it doesn't matter. There's a matter. lot of M4s, actually. There's yeah. a lot of M4s. People out. like the M4 still. And then the Scar is creeping in, specifically in the S&D tourneys, uh, creeping in into the meta as well. So, hey, who knows? Whatever you like, use it. Uh, you probably get good at it the one gun i hate that is in the meta right now in pubs katie is the spr because you use it mm -hmm. with iron sights base barrel you don't even need an attachment it's just the one shot kill pretty much no matter where you hit them uh it's gross and for those that are really good at mm -hmm. clicking and pointing and hitting heads Clicking or heads, even yeah. just chests in general it could be frustrating to play against but that, that's my take that's on the meta <laughs> No, I'm uh, and I'm sure we'll continue to see iterations of it. Obviously, as you said, we had the Boktober bash yesterday. We have the Mutineers 25K tomorrow. Um, we'll see if they decide to mix things up at all. But uh, a lot of excitement coming down the line, and I think that's the most important part of this is that we're we're in the best part of a COD, which is the very beginning. It's fresh. It's exciting. It's new. Everyone's still figuring things out. Um, but yeah, I, I just look. I said this. I said this last time. Um, Where's the drama? <laughs> I told someone to grinding. pick up something about something. And we got nothing. Shitter's Digest has, there's tumbleweeds. Sure, sure. Well, and I'm, I'm trying to dust things off, but we got to get someone. Look, you need to go pick a fight with someone, Goja. I don't know who uh, you're going to pick a fight with, but. I haven't had a Twitter beef fight in probably two years. Do, do and a, I do, uh, not... do a tier list. Do oh, a tier okay, list. true. The last time I stirred up Twitter beef was probably the tier list. Before that, it was some crazy conversation about Pace Setter, uh, the, the OG cheater. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I should do a tier list again and be like, hey, who is the best Modern Warfare 2 player? They're like, why are you talking about these CDL players? You have no idea who they are. Uh, no, that's that's hilarious. I should stir up some drama. Maybe some people on the timeline will stir up some drama with Warzone 2. We'll see. But I think that's all we got today, Katie. Uh, really wanted to focus on Clutch and add in our, our Modern Warfare 2 thoughts. But um, great episode. Great time with Clutch. Yep. Obviously, we've, we've hashed that out a ton. Uh, Katie, anything uh, happening down the road with you? Any Anything you can share on the front end of like, hey, watch out for this because I'm really cool and I do tournaments? Um, Off the top of my head, just uh, stuff in the works that I can't quite speak on. Um. But other than that, kind of just doing my thing. It's it's funny, the freelance life. I mean, I know you know it well. You can start out a month and be like, oh, okay, I think it's going to be an all right month. And then by the end of the month, as October was, you're like, all right, like, yeah. this was a really, really great month. Um, so I'm excited to see what November has in store. Uh, I cannot wait for my favorite holiday of the year. I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I will say this right now. 
Christmas does not start until Thanksgiving is over. Okay, people, this is very important. I don't want to be walking into my local Macy's and see all this Christmas crap. I want my mashed potatoes and my stuffing and my turkey. Okay. Hey, Muffle. Uh, so I agree usually, but I was going to say for me, I got a lot of stuff coming in December, meaning I think I will literally be home five days in the entire month of December for work and family travels. And as such, because we will be gone the entire month of December, I'm putting up my Christmas tree tonight. <laughs> So, for those at home, uh, maybe listening to this on audio or watching it on YouTube or what have you, uh, type down in the the chats, uh, get, when do you put your Christmas tree up? That's the question I have for everybody. When do you put your Christmas tree up? Type it in the chat. Let us know and see how insane I am for putting up my Christmas tree on November 1st. I hope your cat knocks it over. We waited till after after uh, Halloween. We're fine. We're doing great. I hope your cat looks you in the eye and knocks one of those ornaments on the ground. Folks. That's all the time we have for today's episode. We appreciate Katie's aggressiveness and a fantastic uh, show. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, all those good things. Uh, the podcast has been so fun, and we are really excited about Warzone 2. Uh, until next time, folks, before Katie gets too mad, uh, let's, uh, let's go. Let's want a break. We'll see you in the next one. <laughs>